we're recording. <laughs> Turn this up. This is Let's Say That Again podcast. Yeah. Turn our levels up. Yeah. Now I hear it. We feel it. <laughs> Turn me up. Check, 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 check. One, two. Get a little life in here. Huh. All right. We Wake you back. motherfuckers up. Yeah, right on, right back. on. Some resuscitation. Two week hiatus. Now we're back. Is it a two week break? It was a two week break. It was a two week break. What do we want to talk about today? We got what we want to talk about. We see what's going on. <laughs> we, we say, uh. But what else is there in the news other than the election? Oh, uh, well. We got a vaccine. We got a potential vaccine. There's a potential vaccine. Suspicious timing behind that potential oh, vaccine. Right. Pfizer coming out on the. Making sure Trump didn't get any kind of any, any kind of uh, credit for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then Trump jumped in. You see him tweet. Like a, he tweeted like a, not a you're welcome, but kind of like, you know, so excited that, you know, the administration was able to get this going and, and you know, and facilitate getting this vaccine out there or something like that. And then, mm-hmm. and then some people from Pfizer were like, uh, we weren't a part of your program, so <laughs> uh, that you guys didn't help at all kind of thing is kind of spitting back and forth at each other wow because you know, because it's not the vaccine that fucking matters right it's the uh, the credit to the president right that's Absolutely. the part that really matters not the yeah. not saving anybody's life or maybe mm-hmm. trying to get back to fucking normal Pfizer said you wasn't where we were shooting in the gym so everybody feeling all right everybody doing good yeah, man, missed you guys for 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 the weekend for yeah. my for the absentee weekend. Yeah, yeah. we got we got heard Ryan you guys had a had that. a surrogate in here. We did. We had Jason <laughs> Nix in here. That was a, that was <laughs> a good time. We, oh man, Junior and him talked a little shit about the Cowboys, so that was fun. Yeah, we oh, should boy. still be talking shit about the Cowboys. <laughs> they boy, <laughs> that's redundant. Talking yeah, shit they, about shit. They got mopped uh, up this yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Got yeah. beat up by the Steelers. Juju Smith Schuster went out there and and uh, stomped on the star after he scored a touchdown. Bro, is that what I, happened? I oh yeah, he that. tried to do the, the he tried to do the, the whole to thing. Oh yeah, yeah, man, he, he tried to get out there and spike it, and somebody went and tackled him. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good time. Roethlisberger, COVID. He got it. Oh, he did. Yeah, I think oh, he's, on he's down oh, for two man. weeks. That there goes that got streak. Got it from some, mm-hmm. some chick in the bathroom at a nightclub, huh? Oh, here you oh, wow. go. Here <laughs> that's you a callback. That's to my the, rival team. Call, call, call back to the old. Oh, are you still, are you still a Baltimore there, fan? Am I still? <laughs> what that mean? I'm just. I, I, I got. I got two masks on the way. I just ordered. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Update my gear. We ain't went nowhere. We nope. stay. We stay there. We ride here. Our defense is right there. We, we just get that offense click. Teams know how to. Teams know how to stop Lamar. You know, you just hit him every every legally. You hit him every play, and you and you crash off the ends and contain him. They trying to figure it out. No, they, they ain't tried. He ain't doing what he was doing last year because they. That's what they do. Yeah. You know, James Harrison in the playoff game when he was commentating, he he said that's how you stop him, and that's exactly how you do it. Every every play. Yeah. Every play you get a chance to hit him, hit him. James Harrison is he uh, is he commentating now? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, he a good he, one? He's all right. I mean, just for that particular game, you know. Yeah. I mean, but that dude was a fucking beast. beast. Yeah, he was. Yeah, for sure. You see some of those of him pushing that sled with like 45, 45 pound plates on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. I seen him pushing people around. Yeah. 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 yeah, that dude is a monster. 
That was a whole defensive squad. That that Steelers oh, yeah. uh, era of defense. Psh, that was a mean Paul defense. Amalu. Yeah. If you had to rock with one defense, who you going with? Ooh, All time. All time. A- 86 Bears. Uh, I knew he would say that. Yeah. That was two years before I was born, so. <laughs> what are you saying? I don't know about him. I mean, Singletary, Dent, uh, Hampton. Mm-hmm. Is that was a hard defense? He still. did have yeah. some squad. Yeah, yeah. some people in there. But Buddy White. Yeah, I, I would probably have to. S- I'm going with my my O five Ravens. I knew you would. I mean, that's my. That's probably going to be my second. That's I number mean, two. Ed, Ed, it's just always. Str- it's always. Ed, it's always Ed, Ed between Reed, Bears and them. Two. Ed Reed is yeah. cold blooded, man. It's I love. Always Ed. between Ed them. Reed but we had Haloti. Nada. We had yeah. Ray Lewis. Yeah. We had. I mean, it goes without saying Ray T-Sucks. Lewis, but yeah, we we T-Sucks. had motherfuckers on there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good team. Squad. That was a good team. Honorable mention to the. Uh, I don't know what year it was, but the Super Bowl Tampa Bay Bucks with Warren oh, Sapp. Yeah. That was a good defense. John Lynch. Yeah, that was a good defense. John Lynch was, yeah, that was my. That's who you would play with. Yeah. That's who you would play with on Blitz. Yep. Just because oh, yeah. they could yep. get the picks and the fumbles <laughs> pretty easy. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I think the, I mean, Chicago had a good defense again, right? They took uh, they took that sorry-ass um, quarterback to the Super Bowl one year. Well, Devin Hester took him to that Super Bowl. Devin Hester, that motherfucker yeah, that's was right. running everything Rex, back. Man, man, how Grossman many, how many returns like did he? had like seven or nine Jeez. within that season. Man, that's crazy. he was dynamic. That dude was And then they tried to put him lightning. in receiver, and then they realized he ain't had no hands. <laughs> <laughs> you fast, but you can't catch. Yep. <laughs> ain't no point in throwing you the ball 60 yards down the field if, if it's going to be incomplete. Yep. <laughs> right. Well, unless he could stand underneath it. No, I, I, you couldn't even do that. <laughs> yeah, and then we got uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady got his shit kicked out of him this weekend. Big time. Yep, Buccaneers lost it happens. thirty-eight to three. It happens. To Drew Brees, yep. the constant quarterback. Yep, and that's crazy. Um, the last twenty-five years. And really, it was a week that they expected them to come out and show out and really have a good week because Antonio Brown didn't look too bad. I mean, you could definitely see that there was no timing. Between him yeah. and Brady, and you know he didn't know the offense completely, but he, I mean, he made a couple of Antonio Brown plays, catches, yeah, yeah, no it'll big plays, time. no I breakout mean, plays, but it'll take time. And he's been, he's basically not played for three years, right? Roughly, three seasons, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you can't really expect him to come out and just be lights out right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, chemistry is a big yeah. deal. He timing, yeah, timing plays. Timing, you know, timing, those those timing, those timing yeah. throws are going to be off. No matter what, I heard or I saw an article that he came out. To, he came when he arrived to Tampa. He was in excellent shape, I guess, because they just put him right out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he's, you know, physically he's probably ready to go. He should yeah. feel, he should be rested up pretty good. Gronkowski was hurt. Shit. Yeah. Oh, Gronk's out. right He played, now. but he was just he's been banging. He's got like a shoulder problem. Yeah, he's not nearly as big as he used to be. So mm-hmm. he, he gets he gets a little little hit up, a little dinged up. You know, a little bit worse than he used to. Yeah. Used to get, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, New Orleans did look good though. I don't think I don't. I mean, how many how many turn how many turnovers did uh, did the did uh, the Bucks have in that game? It's hard to not look good when you get in the ball. Well, Brady, Brady had <laughs> when you got opportunities yeah. to score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brady had three interceptions. I three know interceptions, that, so. three ints. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's a uh, lot of turnovers. I mean, yeah, three is a lot already. I mean, shit, we could see if there was even more, but uh, yeah. 
So who who's the best team in the NFL right now? Then it's not it's a toss up, bro. Ain't nobody really a standout. Really, mm, Kansas City is still probably yeah. the front runner. You think so? Probably. Okay. You got Green Bay up there. You got Kansas City. You got um, who else? Aaron Rodgers. You got Drew Brees with the Saints. Um, oh, Buffalo seven. Buffalo and two. Bills. Buffalo yep. is good. Uh, Bills Seattle. Is you can't count Seattle, you even though they had Seattle. two rough weeks. They right down. Yeah, they're, they're always going to be around. Pittsburgh's eight and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're the and only Pittsburgh. undefeated team in the NFL right now. Yeah, that's wow. gonna change in these next two weeks with Big Ben out. Yeah, who's their backup? Do you know? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Nobody yeah. knows the that's trouble. More, that's more. That's more important nowadays, right? I mean, nobody knows. Let's see, Mason Rudolph. Hmm. Oof, that's gonna be rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not Mason gonna Rudolph be, uh, is gonna oh, have. No, 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 Josh Dobbs. Who's Josh Dobbs? <laughs> From Tennessee, Who the hell is Josh Dobbs? Man, I've never even heard of Josh Dobbs. Mm, I, can't, I can't help you. 2017 fourth round pick. Which that's oh, what, hey, that's perfect. That's Go ahead and fuck off two losses, Pittsburgh. That way, Baltimore can get two wins, and then we'll be sitting at eight <laughs> be right and two. Back in it. And y'all be sitting there at eight go. and two, and we right back in it. Division, <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> AFC North is ours, baby. Come on, All let's right. get it. All right, <laughs> let's get it. Um, let's see, man. Let's let's talk about some of this uh, election bullshit. Let's get into let's some do that. Of this election bullshit. Yeah. What's on your mind? Bullshit. What do you what what what? How you feeling about the election? Uh, man, I really thought that my candidate was gonna was gonna pull it off. Joe Jorgens. Um, I thought I thought she had a chance there Sheesh. for a little bit before they started counting ballots and her and, and Kanye. They, and you think, start, I think Kanye took a lot of her votes. Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. How many did he get? Thirteen thousand. Oh, who knows? I don't know what he got. But it was about yeah. right about there. I don't know. It Where wasn't. Was a, it was? wasn't a very good show. There wasn't a very good showing by any uh, by any uh, third party candidates, other party candidates. Nah. Um, that's I that dual poly though. That's that. Yeah, that's the, what I was talking about. Yeah, duopoly. Yeah, yeah. duo. Yeah, duopoly. Duopoly. <laughs> I call it duopoly. I was thinking. I was thinking. Is it duopoly? Oh it's duopoly. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit. I, mean, I read it like I said it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I said it like I read. Oh my hey. goodness tomato, gracious. Tomato, tomato. Oh Did you get the boy, message? Oh boy. Oh boy. You Man, about. you're in the right book, but the wrong page. Did you get the message? Oh my said, yeah. goodness! So about the duopoly, he's a uh, uh, oh, excuse me, okay. man. It's duopoly. <laughs> Good lord, man! Let me get an order of fajitas. <laughs> oh, fajitas, man, sir? Yeah. Yes, fajitas. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that was a good duopoly. One. Yeah, yeah. So this, this, well done. Uh, Thank you for that. Yeah, this election cycle was. I mean, you know, I think so many people were so polarized that they were like, ah, I can't can't vote third party because this year the vote matters so much yeah critical votes every of every vote counted um and yeah i mean you had a lot more voter participation between 18 and more than ever right well well overall yes so it more than uh the last 100 years or something like that is that what it is yeah, I want to say I want to say in the maybe the nineteen in the tens, the tens or twenties, um, was the last time there was higher than seventy percent turnout. This year it was seventy two, seventy two point nine. Seems like man, it seems like um, one thing that stands out is just the. It seems like our voter, our situ, our, our um, how we tabulate the votes, how we vote, it just seems antiquated with the amount of technology that we have. I get that. 
you know, well, yeah, there are compromises and we want to protect the vote or whatever. But it just seems crazy that we got people sitting in a room hand counting ballots at this point in 2020. Yeah, I mean, you would think that they would that. Uh, can we be honest? Why were they still counting ballots? Well, what I don't. This get is, is the first time in history that we didn't have a president chosen on the day. That's not true. That's not necessarily true. When was the it, last time? In well, our lifetime. Well, I mean, 2000. Yeah. In 2000, it flipped from, from Gore to Biden, and Gore didn't get called till three days later. And then... Er, Did it I take three Biden? days? It took Gore a month. To Bush. Like, well, no, no, no. So, so they called Gore like a couple days after, right? Uh-huh. Thinking that Gore took Florida. And then, um, and then about 35 days later was when the recount... The hand okay, recount yeah. finished, I, I, okay, I, and I, I, George H. W. then actually took. took I, I the, remember that the being some type of issue. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I mean, I'm too young to remember the '90s with with uh, Clinton and H. W. Um, and yeah, born in '88, so that's it. Do you guys that's believe that this was the voting. biggest vote turnout ever? Do we believe it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It, so. For it's both the, sides too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. the most. It, it's the highest number of. Um, it's the highest number of votes for a an incumbent president ever. Mm-hmm. The highest number that's ever been um, received for an incumbent president. Is it the highest number of voter particip- participation ever? Well, I'd imagine it's the most votes well, ever. Both. Yeah. Both parties. That's what I was set, thinking. Seventy-four million, and obviously, in counting, and right. seventy million. Yeah, that's, it's seventy. It's seventy-nine to seventy-three right now. Yeah. For the popular vote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I I think that, uh, you know, it's gonna. It, I think it's gonna end up being Biden and stay Biden, right? Um, but I do think that uh, it, that it'll probably tighten up after that. Now, now, okay. Side, not a side note, but. That's those numbers speak to something, the, the divisiveness in the country. They do, but also, um, I think California was 11 million votes for Biden and four million votes for Trump. So I think so. <clears throat> the the division is probably a lot smaller than we really think it is when you if you took out California. California is so incredibly liberal when it comes to and democratic when it comes to their to their voting and mm-hmm. the way that they lean and so hmm. um, yeah you remove California and it's pretty neck and neck when it comes to, to voting and I think that's why it's so close right that's that's why that's why this electoral college is going to end up being like 269 or 279 to whatever right or mm. 290 to, to 250 or something like that which is closer than it's been in quite a while yeah but to your point though the the political environment is just much more intense than it has been or it seems to have been more intense than it has been in several years you and know? we and we do know this is the biggest uh voter voter turnout mm-hmm. for young people too yeah, a lot of young so eight, eighteen to eighteen to twenty nine. That was the highest, the, the highest uh, enthusiasm or whatever you want to call it. Right. I, I wonder amount. what's the um, what are the statistics amongst uh, Latinx voters? I wonder if there's probably this probably would be the most uh, Latin Latinx or Latino voters 
I would think if I had to speculate, I haven't done any fact finding on that, but uh, fact checking on that, but I would think that there's probably here, more you say? Latino Latinx. voice than voting. I'm going to look up the dem- demographic, the demographic mix for the election results. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, exit really all they have is exit polls for it. Right. So, um, uh, I can't read that article. I don't have the Washington post. Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, it's an, it's been a, an ele- interesting election cycle and it continues to be. Meanwhile, in this time, you know, we still got, we still have a president, you know, no yep. matter what, we still have a president and we Til, have about uh, a month and a half, January, January 20th, 20th, January 20th. And now I wonder still, I mean, and these times are still critical, very, very critical to the people. So I wonder what type of, um, actions or i mean we've got huge developments we've got implementation of this vaccine and so on and so forth so i wonder what's going to happen you know is our president still working for us yeah you know what i mean and um you know that was whether whether you know i use that term loosely but that was the 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 question on behalf of the people is the president still working on behalf of the people or, or is he working just, in his best interest and in trying to secure his own election you know we yeah. there's still the stimulus there's still the vaccine you know, yeah, the Senate needs to be going on the stimulus is what is what needs to happen because Trump Trump has already come out and said he would sign a, a stimulus bill mm-hmm. and everything, and I think he he said like 1.7 trillion, something like that, and most of what well not most sorry, a lot of what the difference in the 2.2 trillion that the House passed mm-hmm. and the 1.7 trillion that Trump was like, yeah, I'm happy to sign that. And he's trying to get the Senate to go along with it Mm -hmm. was, um, a lot of it was, it was like 400 billion was for election, like funding and stuff like that. Right. And then also, and also like a forgiveness of debt to states and and states and local governments Mm -hmm. or something like that. And so, um, and the Senate is what's holding that part up. Right. And so they just need to get going on it. Um, I mean, I wish they would just come out and say, let's just fucking get some payments out to people and then we'll worry about all this other bullshit. We can just fight on that. But they couldn't possibly ever do that because then they'd lose their leverage, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. But uh, very interesting, um, very interesting uh, demographic. Uh, Uh, I think to answer your, you said the Latin. Yeah, Latinx. Biden captured 66% of the group across the country, uh, which is the same that Clinton received four years ago. And Trump picked up more Latino voters with 32% compared to the 28% in 2016. I think that that I I was really more thinking about the participation amongst uh, Hispanics or Latinos. I think that's something that's hard to probably quantify right well i don't think so i mean when barack obama was the president i'm sure that there was they were able to quantify the the how many more african-americans voted than than in previous years we have there you can reconcile that against the census the coldest did you see the chart um it was in red and blue i may have posted it um and it was uh, mapping out like the different demographics of blue people. states versus red states voting for Trump. And then at the bottom in writing, it was like, you know, I wouldn't there was no need to have 
an African American demographic because it was unanimous across the entire (laughs) (laughs) null and void. (laughs) Yeah, and but the whole point was um, when you would look at like where a lot of the whites, it would be like red across the entire thing, Mm -hmm. and so there was it. it, I want to find it so I can. It, it broke it down to like oh, I, women. I, I remember what you're men. saying. It was, it, was yeah, if, it, it, broke, it was if black black men were the only ones that voted, then the entire country was blue. If black women were the only ones that voted, then the entire country was blue. Every state. If it was white men that voted, it was like 47 of the 50 states were were red, mm-hmm. and only three blue: mm-hmm. California, Oregon, and New York, or something like that. Uh-huh. California, Washington, New York. Yeah, like that. you're, then, you're uh, right. And then it was um, white was it? women. White women was like forty states were red. red. Forty states. One, were two, red, three, four, five, wow. six, seven, Something eight, like nine, that. ten, eleven, twelve um, were blue. Latin men, you know, a bunch of different breakdowns of that. Um, so, oh, so yeah, it was people of color. It was unanimous, blue across the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, women, just in general, it was pretty much. Uh, 461 to 71 for Trump. Uh, men, it was 158. Uh, Biden, 350 for Trump. And then uh, it went through college-educated whites and non-college-educated whites. Mm-hmm. And those were pretty much red across the board, mm-hmm. except for the Pacific Northwest and a few of the upper upper states. Yeah. Um, and then white men, Oregon and Washington, were the only ones that outvoted for uh, Oregon and Washington. Gotcha. Yeah, for for <clears throat> Biden. So um, that was interesting. It's it's interesting though, uh, if you look at the breakdown of demographic, the demographic shift between 2016 and 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at uh, when you look at um, let's look at ethnicity. So. Uh, white non-college males went from plus 50 Republican down to plus, to only plus 30, right? So shifted towards Democrat quite a bit, mm-hmm. 20 points. Um, non-college women, non-college white women shifted from, from 35 down to 20. So 15-point pickup for Democrats. Um, and then let's see. High income, or income over 100k, shifted towards Trump, uh, from basically minus three percent to plus three percent, um, and then males shifted from five percent Trump to basically even 50-50. Yeah. Um, but then if you get down into <clears throat> ages 30, 30 to 44, no clear shift. Basically stayed at, um, basically stayed at, two percent Democrat, two uh, percent Democrat edge, right? But then uh, female shifted a little bit to Democrat, and then Asian or other, um, yeah, Asian or other shifted from about thirty-eight percent of a Democratic lead to only twenty-six percent. So that's a twelve-point shift in Asian, Asian voting, um, and then Hispanic. I wonder how much of that is financial. 
Could be. Decision making. Well, Hispanic shifted from 60% demographic lead to only a 20% demographic lead. That's what I was... Well, that's sorry, what I was democratic asking. lead. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So a 40, per, 40 point swing from from uh, 2016 to 2020. Yeah. That's huge. It's a big, huge, big, huge difference. The, yeah. I think that community is going to be the difference maker. Well, and then even... Has been and will be. And then the the black vote as well shifted towards trump so it shifted from a plus 80 democratic advantage to a plus 65 democratic advantage hmm. so a 15 point shift in in black voting toward trump which kind of goes against what you would think right i mean it, with how media has been hyping the you know the narrative right that trump is a racist and if you vote for trump you are a racist right and well Biden said stuff like that. So, <laughs> what did you say? I feel like didn't he? Biden basically, you if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Well, he did say that to Charlemagne. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay, well, well, that's what I wonder. Is it? Is it? Is that another way of saying if you're not voting for me, you're voting for yeah, him? It, is it necessarily a support be? for Trump, or is it more a? Is it more a don't fucking tell me how to vote? kind of thing and go no i mean i don't think so i don't think i think that people underestimate the the ideology or i mean no no group is a monolith in terms of their thought their their thought process yeah. you know but i think that people think there's a idea there's a box or a pigeonhole the ideology or the values of the african-american community and um you know we like guns we like law and order we like to be safe we the suburbs are not what they once were the suburbs are uh, are you know uh they're getting darker yeah they're diverse <laughs> that wasn't funny <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm uh, laughing I uncomfortably say. winter is coming <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i mean like but uh yeah so i think i think that that's and then you know the gentrification of the movement i mean for lack of a better terms yeah, yeah. for lack of better terms we don't you know, do all that a lot a lot of the things that we've been seeing in the news cycle don't don't benefit us and we don't we don't really really um in terms of like you know some of the protests some of the, those the protests or whatever yeah we know what we were protesting for initially but then it got co-opted yep. you know yep so. agree yeah yeah i think that was i think that was detrimental <coughs> uh yeah I think that, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. I mean, uh, I've been reading a little bit about uh, the way Florida and Texas voted and kind of what it looks like for um, Democrats and Republicans going into the midterms here in 2022 and then possibly next election, 2024, depending on how, you know, of course, it's 2024 will be dependent on how Biden performs for the first, you know, four or five months that he lasts, and then Harris performs for the last three and a half years. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, 2022 comes around. Um, it'll be interesting to see those kind of shifts because, you know, Florida shifted pretty hard toward Trump and toward the Republican Party. A lot of, a lot of House seats picked up, you know, for Republicans. I think that, uh, I think at this point in time, there's been 11 house seats picked up mm -hmm. uh and it trimmed the democratic lead in the house from like two what was it 227 to 180 something to now it's like 214 to 
206 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so now there's less of a majority in the demo, in the house. And so now it's going to be, you know, just slightly tougher for, uh, democratic policymakers to come up with policy and to come up with bills and stuff like that. There'll be, there'll have to be more negotiating done because they don't have that 60% of the Democrats. So they don't have the ability to, to veto the filibuster and everything. Yeah. So I think that that's a. So what do you glean from the fact that, you know, there are several states where Republican senators were uh, elected that still went blue from in the presidential elect- election. So what do you glean from that? I, I think that, uh, I think that Republican voters were, especially people in the suburbs, were getting tired of, you know, people move out of cities and stuff like that to the suburbs to have a little bit calmer of a life, a little bit less of a, you know, probably a little bit less of a hectic schedule and stuff like that, right? Peace and and quiet. Yeah, peace and quiet, right? And I don't think Trump brought, I don't think Trump took peace and quiet out to the suburbs, right? I think that people, people had to, had to toe the line with whether they supported Trump or not. I think it was. A, I think it was just more of a character indict, indictment. Yeah, you and know, I, I think, think that I, I think that that's what it was. I think yeah. that there are some people who really, really st- were tired of the the rhetoric, the rhetoric, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, and I I agree. I think I think that that's because he definitely represented to the base what the base is. I mean, he stoked <laughs> the fires of sub, the safety of the suburbs and you know fear of and of. Um, incursion on the suburbs mm-hmm. from whomever but uh i think that the people who still maintain you know their republican um loyalties were yeah. still uh, at the same time just like dude this dude is decency the decency or the i mean and then there's the conflict between evangelicals and then the hypocrisy between how are you going to be an evangelical and then support this type of mm-hmm. Yeah, behavior that is necess- that isn't necessarily consistent with uh, whatever your religious ideology may be. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think that uh, I think that probably all of it is you know it's just a, mi- a mixture of truth and all of that because you know across the board it just seemed like there was just a lot of uh, a lot of wavering, especially from the suburbs, and that's you know where the majority of voting shifted away from Trump to Biden, you know, and so that's, that's most likely, it's most likely what won Biden the, uh, you know, won Biden the presidency. It's not, you know, over right now, but it's basically, basically over. You guys talked last week, you guys spoke last week about, um, the media. Yeah. About the, the distrust and the, the, the seeds of distrust within the media. Now, I guess with that same conversation, science comes into play in addition to obviously the um, the integrity of the election. But how do you feel? How do you feel? What damage do you think is done? Or do you think there'll be any residual in this critical time right now with COVID, obviously, and the vaccine being, um, you know, being on the horizon? You know, there's a lot of discord or a lot of distrust sown within that last administration or the current administration, I should say, um, with regards to the politics and the science. So what do you think is going to be the residual of that as it pertains to how people regard science? Um, 
I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I mean, uh, I think that uh, you know, again, Trump's rhetoric was, you know, the against the you know mask mandates and stuff like that. It was definitely against kind of what Fauci was saying should be the protocol and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a policy standpoint, it never really wavered too much. I think that you know, if you look at the difference between Trump's policy policy decisions on um, vaccine and his different his different executive orders and and different things signed for for uh, combating the coronavirus you know epidemic um, it's very similar to what you know Biden's plan is I think that just the conveyance of the actual plan and the the execution of it is going to be different from an eloquent standpoint right it's going to be from a, you know, from a promotion well, of mass well, Trump's wearing plan? standpoint. I know what Biden has kind of said in terms of his plan. What was Trump's well, plan? Well, Trump, basically where they split is a mask mandate, right? Okay. Trump doesn't want to, Trump said he doesn't want to have a, a mask mandate come from the federal government. Mm-hmm. He wants the government, or the, the governors, governors to, to decide to for their those. states. He wants the states to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. And I actually agree with that. I do. But Biden is going to do a mask mandate. He's going to do a federal mask mandate and tell states that they have to have that be a policy. Okay. And so, I don't know, I disagree with that just because I think that there's a lot of states where that is not even necessary. I think that, you know, these Midwestern states, these, it's not Midwestern states. What does Biden also said that he was gonna do? What is it, the emergency, whatever it is, but I don't know what the proper term of it is, but basically where he takes emergency uh, powers to, create PPE and this, that, and the other diverts those energy, that energy or funds or whatever to make sure that PPE and certain, Oh, yeah, the military of, mandate or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's already been implemented. Yeah. So it was, uh, I think that where they, where they differed was when Trump, when Trump finally did, I can't, I'll, I'll have to look it up what the term was, but when, uh, defense production act, okay. something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, that sounds about right. Yeah, so a lot of Democrats were wanting that right off the bat. Earlier in the game. Yeah, right off the bat, and Trump held off, you know, for like a month longer than what Democrats were calling for, right? Yeah. Um, and so and so that, I don't know how, you know, how much of an effect that probably had. I'm not sure. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, for a little while, hospitals were having a tougher time getting a hold of PPE. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it, there's also some, you know, weird shit about Fauci, you know, knowingly saying that um, that you don't need to wear masks and everything, and then coming out a month later and saying, the only reason I was saying that we that I didn't want people going out and wearing masks was because I didn't want them to overrun and take away that from that the, uh, stock from frontline from, from, from line front line individuals. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of odd too, right? Knowingly lying mm-hmm. about it. And yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's kind of fucked up you because know, yeah, you know it, what you get. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't mm. like I don't like that people would willingly lie. When why they do know. you think it took so long for Burks and like why would the, why would Dr. Burks and Fauci wait until the week before the election to really make that hard break from Trump? I don't know. I'm not I'm not quite sure. I mean, maybe Strategic. maybe because they're maybe because at that point they didn't feel like they needed to be partisan or bipartisan anymore. You know, they they might have because because Fauci 
is a Democrat. He's been he was put into into the position that he's in from a Democratic president, and he was maintained and and moved up in the ranks mm -hmm. from only Democratic presidents. Republican presidents haven't really moved him, you know, forward or back, but they haven't moved him forward. And so, um, you know, I think that he's probably a Democrat, and at that point. He probably just decided I don't need to be bipartisan. bipartisan. Well, he's always maintained that he has no he's, desire to be yeah, political right? yeah. and that it, it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. With, yeah, apolitical, and it's a conflict with regards to his doing, him, doing, him doing his job. But I think at a certain point, I mean. He might have just gotten tired of it. He, yeah, I think yeah. he just got tired of it. And he, um, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I, that's why I asked it, that posted mm -hmm. as a question. But Burks has definitely tried to, it seems like throughout the <clears throat> pandemic, you know, since she's been in the uh, spotlight, it seems like she's tr definitely tried to not, uh, whether she was muzzled or whatever, she doesn't. Yeah, I haven't heard she, too much from her. But at the, in the last week before the election, she took a hard stance and contradiction of whatever um, mm -hmm. information was being put at that put out at that point. So yeah. All right, maybe do you feel like it was them <laughs> trying to jump off of a sinking ship? I mean, Fauci is already uh, has obviously been more defiant. Um, yeah. You know from the beginning yeah. yeah and i mean you can't really you can't really blame fauci right because fauci is in that position to state what what his recommendations are mm -hmm. to save the most lives right from that virus yes. he's not thinking about the other ramifications that's not his job to think Absolutely. about the other he's ramifications, not he's right? not here to think so, about the economics exactly, or anything right? yeah. so that's where trump probably could have more eloquently disagreed with him. Mm -hmm. But that's, I think, where the big disagreement was, is that Trump's still trying to keep the econ economy going, try to keep people working and keep money flowing through households when Fauci is just saying, well, yeah, He's trying, Trump is trying, to, no, doing, Trump right? is trying to control the narrative and Fauci's yeah. trying to just give and the Fauci's information. Fauci's just saying, this is, this is what needs to be done to save the most lives from coronavirus. Yeah. Now, does that have a detrimental effect you know, it down the line when it comes to, you know, famine in Africa and stuff like that, and, you know, looking at what the WHO says with their, yeah, the World Health Organization says with, you know, increase in poverty rates and, and increase in deaths related to malnutrition mm. because of economies shutting down, you know, that those deaths definitely don't outweigh it, but they, but right now they do because that's what's being hyped in the media yeah. and that's what's being hyped right now because that's what's happening right now. We don't know that those deaths are going to be there, but that's just the, you know, the additional 80 million deaths that they think will happen across the globe from that, from economies being shut down, you know, is not, that's not happening right now. And people don't, people don't think that far ahead. You know, the majority doesn't think that far ahead. So, but that enmity between Trump or not even Trump, I, I would almost even say, you know, it kind it kind of, falls on party, party alliances too with regards to you know global warming that's also been an issue of um you know where it's kind of a adversarial relationship between the political political aspects and the scientific aspects of yeah. it and then of course that chasm was widened with coronavirus mm -hmm. and you know yeah. um, them trying to control the messaging around the coronavirus and mm -hmm. that resulting in science is stupid and <laughs> <laughs> You know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a topic that's been out there when, with, uh, with the coronavirus coming on and everything. But 
And then you can bring in vaccines, you know, I mean, prior to the coronavirus vaccine, you know, anti-vaxxers and all of the above. There's been some yeah. there's been some ideological conflicts between science and ideology or whether you put it on ideology yeah. or politics. And that's know. always existed, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, to a certain degree. It yeah, seems like it's gotten elevated. Since. Yeah, maybe. You know, it, it might be elevated or it might just be a light being shown Perhaps. on that, right? Maybe yeah. there's just more. That sounds like there's <laughs> there's more coronaviruses because there's more testing being done. <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I'm not looking forward to being shut down again for a while. Uh, it looks like we're, sure. on the, we're on the cusp of that. That's I mean, yeah, the they're saying that the, cor- the community spread is, is buck wild right Didn't now. Didn't today they change the limit of how Wednesday. many people could be yeah. in the the pause yeah the oh yeah that's yeah. right most yeah. places yeah, yeah. two yeah. weeks two week, two week pause yeah. yeah restaurants and bars and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah um I, I don't get why they do two weeks but whatever i mean because it was two weeks in the beginning and then it's been i mean do nine you think there's now? somebody out there that came up with the plan like okay we already realized this first part hasn't worked Let's shut this shit down for real. Implement whatever plans of stimulus packages that we need to do, the tests that we need to run. You know, if you're not essential or in a, you know, a a business that's helping people get food and whatnot, basically you can't travel unless you're going to cash your check and get food. You know, we already know that there's, you know, I mean, you're gonna, we already know that there's um, people are going to walk their dogs right. they're going to go hang in the parks. You know what I mean? Like we get that. But it's we you really got to these bars and stuff. Sh- I get it. But that's have you seen the parties of people just being out right now? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's I mean, but so I don't even terrible. need to see the party. I see the differences just in my own personal interactions. I mean, within my within my own family dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. I see how. I'm 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 hyper vigilant against the coronavirus, but I also see how other people interact in it. You know, man, yeah, it definitely makes the next the the hair on the back of my neck stand up. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I, it just doesn't you know, and it doesn't need to be a million people in a party or ten thousand people in a party. It just has to be okay. Well, you're gonna just hug and okay, okay, yeah. Or oh yeah, oh you all gonna you all gonna hit that blunt? Sure, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if we're past we're we're past the point of no return as far as that's concerned. I hope not. But to your point, I think if initially, yeah, if there was some consensus initially where it was like, okay, we're gonna attack this, and this is the way we're gonna attack this, and we're gonna be consistent, and we're gonna stand on it like a rock, where everything's gonna get shut down, and we'll give you the resources that we need, and then we'll take the economic fallout, or we'll take the mental health you know the mental health um i guess whatever the the ramifications ramification, thank you ramifications yeah. of whatever mental health issues or whatever come out of that i think that would have needed to be done at the beginning you know what i mean oh, and, you know now it's people don't trust the lockdown because there wasn't shit that came yeah, out of it right? yeah and now I mean, you well know. you didn't do it i mean did we half ass do it what do you think well i think they did it they did a for real lockdown in you know when, when was that March? March right? two weeks. Yeah, March. It was. For I how feel long? like it was longer than two weeks. I mean, 
Amber couldn't have her business open for three straight months. But people were, I mean, look, but so, for two weeks, people were, I'm sorry to interrupt you no, or talk fine. over, but people were also, there was an ominous, I mean, it was an yeah, ominous. Yeah, people were scared uh, of it, right? Yeah, so the streets yeah, yeah. would look like a ghost town. I mean, mm-hmm. remember the news stories mm-hmm. where the drones were flying over the streets and they looked crazy, you know? In general. Yeah. So I don't think that there is anybody at that point, whatever your ideology, I mean, I'm sure that there are a handful of people who are like, oh, it's a hoax or da 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 da. Yeah. You know, you still have those people, but overall, you know, for anybody can do anything for two weeks or a month or whatever. Yeah. But then I was fine point. with the lockdown for a couple of weeks to figure out what, you know, what was going on. I was perfectly well, fine. Well, if you don't I know it, no problem with it. At that point, we didn't know if you could get it from touching something exactly, or, right? you know, now they've <laughs> went, winnowed it down to it being droplets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they also were thinking it was going to be a 10% um, death rate, too. At that point in time, mm-hmm. 10% death rate that 2 million people were going to die with by by August or something like that. I mean, you know, we haven't even got nearly close to that. I think we're at 240,000 or something like that. Uh, just uh, um, global? Oh, global, I think it's just under a million coronavirus deaths. So that two-something was global numbers or was that just America? No, 240... 240 million Americans have died, at least. No, 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 240,000, not million. I mean, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was you having, having a yeah, Joe Biden three, moment right now. Yeah, 340, there's only 350 <laughs> Americans, but yeah, 240,000. 64th 000. president, <laughs> I mean, 46. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he was running, uh, running against George, right? Didn't he say we can't have four more years of George? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's our president, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see. Um, Let's see. Maybe, here. maybe it will be. Mala. <laughs> that's a realistic. Um, I do. I do. Did you guys see uh, the acceptance speech? I know no, one I thing that it. I that stuck out to me is that first little Papa uh, confetti Kamala and Doug got. They tried to get missing. Oh yeah, that, oh. did the dude kind of like like? Whoa, oh, man, they wait both, a minute now. Oh, they both ducked down like uh uh-uh. uh. We didn't, we didn't plan for this. <laughs> Do you know how much of that? That's going to be included in every spoof. Oh, and everything. man. That's funny. That was oh, I did not see that. Oh, it was real to me. It was real. It's real. That's, you like, know, oh, you no, know no. what we got to talk about then. Let's see. Right. The Dave Chappelle. Oh, Saturday big time. Night did, night. What did you think? Oh, yeah, what did you think about the monologue? What did you think about the monologue? I mean, it was quintessential Dave Chappelle. first five minutes for damn sure. Yeah. That first five minutes. He came out. I heard he was on fire. I mean, I, I heard about it, but I didn't hear. I didn't watch it. I mean, you know, his political commentary is just at this point. It's to be to be honest. Right now, the, there's not another person that has done because he did this in 2016 too. Mm. He did the Saturday Night Live yeah. in 2016 when Trump that's when won. he finally came back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now you've done it this time, and I think he you're two for two right now. And, yep. and, uh, I mean, and then he did the eight forty six. You know, what yeah, I mean? you're oh, you're 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 in your bag. Yeah. But he came out serious. He he spoke about some things. He has some jokes in there. Um, Dave on another level, man. I would just say watch it. Get your own. Get your. Yeah, I won't even. I won't even really speak too much of what I thought from it. But what I what I will say that I took from it. Um, everything that I stand for. And everything that I think that uh, Trevor, you and I have talked about, everything that I know Ryan and I have talked about, he covers that, especially with just what's going on today as far as if you may not have uh, the wherewithal or the knowledge to 
understand or uh, put yourself in the shoes of somebody or a culture or a race or whatever um, that we will tell you or we will help you or we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and the funny thing at the end, he, he, you know, he goes, you know, and if you don't get it, well, you can come get these nigga lessons. Right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, I think what's amazing about Dave is that you have the ability to articulate in a manner that everybody can take from it. You know, and they can feel offended or or or. or, or uh, he upset. just he just has a way to paint you in a he uh, he has man. a way to mentally paint you in a corner to where you and have to sit to, to it. yeah where and you have to sit to with him. you have to sit with the thought that's yep. it you just have and to sit with the leave thought you, with it. Yeah. you know he's a genius he I mean probably you know top two comedian of all time you know I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, one of the he, best he, he, orders of all time yeah, i mean he, 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 you know he, he, top he, 10 top 10 speaker I, of all time I don't, he could get I the mean, crown i mean he's up there you know yeah, okay let me Pryor. let me put he it to you Richard like Pryor this are you maybe, are you really just a comedian well no he's way more than no no now. i mean See, like i said his political he's a his political commentary and satire is 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 now it's it's above comedy his comedy his comedy is literally truth yeah, it's just it's, yeah. it's it's not even funny no more. It's truth, you yeah. know. It, yeah, he's it's, just he's just it's just observation. It's a keen observation it's, of the human societal. condition at this point. Yeah, society. But it was shit that he had already been. He had been talking about this different stuff. He had been doing different skits, you know. Oh yeah, a, in about different a lot. Ways. Yeah, yeah, in different yeah, ways. Definitely. And he's fearless. Definitely, yeah. But he said was, he was scared. Was a lot of money will day. make you fearless. <laughs> I was watching the other day. I watched his skit uh, when. <laughs> When black folks finally got paid reparations, you remember that skit? Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur eggs. He was like, I'm "That lady sitting there fanning cash." She goes, "Be careful, y'all. There's poor people around." <laughs> <laughs> that was some funny shit. Um, oh, to get back to coronavirus stats: uh, 242,000 deaths total for the U.S. Um, Ten million five hundred thousand uh, cases total 10 million so 10 million 10 and a half 10 and a half million cases 242,000 deaths um, you're the mathematician what is that percentage what's that mortality rate uh it's very low i mean very very low it's uh i want to say uh we'll just do the math right here 10.5 million divided by 242 okay oh I said 242k, and it did Kelvin, and gave me mm. <laughs> gave me some sort of. Uh, it's 250 thousand out of a million. Is that 2.5 percent, or is that 10 uh, percent? 250 thousand out of a million. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be 25 percent, right? A million. Yeah. Times four times 250 thousand would be a million. Right. right? So, so that's 25 percent. 25 percent. Um. Why is that still not doing? So divide that by ten. Man, this is this is pretty sad. I'm taking this long to do this. Sorry. Yeah. Because I did it wrong. That's why. I did ten and a half million divided by two hundred forty-two thousand. Kept giving me forty-three. Like what? Doesn't mean anything. Do you think there'll ever be a, a, a Trump concession speech? Um. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I think. Is it gonna be a concession? 
I mean, if all of the if all of the legal channels, I'm all the legal uh, is this legal after proceedings. Courts? Yeah. So if if you go through all the legal findings and this and that and the other, and ultimately it's to the point where okay, to quote my brothers from boys and the boys to men, we've we're at the end of the road. Do you then? What does the concession speech from Trump sound like? Man, I I don't really know. I mean, I think it it. I think it depends. I, I really think it depends on if he thinks he's going to try to run again in four years. I've heard so many different things, whether or not he's going to run again. But I've heard that he's going to he's going to he's um, excuse me for stuttering. Golly, no, you're fine. Um, that he is going to start a TV network. Yeah, I mean, when he gets when he gets out, he's going to get some ridiculously high offers for some sort of TV stuff and. And I don't know if he's going to start his own network or I mean, if he's going to take that stuff. Right? And clearly the loyalty, his party loyalty hasn't gone anywhere just because he lost. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of senators that are not, you know, they're not really in his corner right now for when it comes to uh, him pushing these lawsuits. I'm talking about the base. Like oh, you're talking about his voters? Yeah. I'm talking about voters? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you know, I bet you probably 75% of those voters are just Republican voters, right? Just Republican all the way. You think so? Doesn't matter if it's Trump or or not. I think that I think that the loyalty that he has among that, you know, final twenty five percent is or, you know, whatever it is. I think he had he had one of the highest um, what was it, the highest Republican participation rate for uh, for a Republican candidate in mm-hmm. a long time. It was at like ninety two percent, which for a long time, they had there hasn't been a candidate that broke ninety. So, uh, you know, he's got, he's got, he's bringing out, you know, the highest level of loyalty to that. But it's, you know, it's still a Republican base, right? It's still, you know, probably a good seventy-five percent of people that are just red all day. They'll just vote red no matter what. Voting on party lines. Yeah, and so yeah, red straight down. And so, yeah, I think that that's. Uh, you know that's probably what that's probably what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want him to run in four years. But looks like uh, coronavirus infection fatality rate IFR is one point four percent. Wow. So yeah, um, yeah, it gets it, it's kind of wonky though it's it's 1.4 percent overall right but uh, that's global that's global yeah that's on the world worldometer.info um that's what it's saying and it is yeah it is a 98.6 percent um recovery rate um but it is it is 99.99 percent recovery rate under the age of 60. So, um, you know, which we, you know, we've talked about before and we, and we obviously already know it is much more dangerous, you know, if you're over 60, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then especially 70, 70 years old or over, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's definitely a big, a big jump in the, in the uh, mortality rate. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that the handling could be have done better, uh, especially by states. I think that I just think that states should have been 
shutting down based off of what they're seeing, not shutting down based off of what other states are doing. Um, right? Because I think that Washington, Seattle area was seeing it pretty bad in the beginning. Yeah, you know, one of the, the one of the epicenters. Yeah, that was the first. Oregon wasn't really seeing anything. Right. And shut down exactly the same as Seattle and California when they both announced their their shutdowns. Yeah, because the yeah. the three West Coast states were in alliance. They can't remember when yeah. when Yeah, they signed a pact, yeah. right? But I think if you're in their commuter states too, you can jump through these mm-hmm. pretty fast. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I didn't I don't agree with I don't agree with just signing a pack and saying, "All right, I'm going to follow California blindly." Right? Cuz I, I just don't think that that's a good good plan at all. I think that they're vastly different states. I think that especially especially the eastern part of Washington and the eastern part of Oregon. Do you think politics has anything to do with Absolutely that? Absolutely they do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, this whole thing has been, Ooh, wait, wait, has been political. But if take Oregon. Let's just yeah. take Oregon, a microcosm of Oregon. What do, you think the, what do you think are the political aspects of it? What are the two political ideologies that are in conflict? What do you mean political ideologies? He just asked you if you think politics had a lot to do with the uh, coronavirus approach. So I'm thinking... Oh, in yeah. Term, yeah. I think... I think it's. I think it was definitely it had to do with, um, you know, governors sticking together, and and basically the West Coast, the three governors on the West Coast and Hawaii, but the three governors on the West Coast are the most liberal governors that there are in the United States, and so I think that they're they're all kind of joining in at that, at that we want to be on the forefront of caution, mm-hmm. right, and that's their that's kind of. That's the big difference, you know, when you think about a Democrat versus a Republican, right? You see a lot of caution on the Democratic side and not nearly as much caution on the Republican side, Seems right? That way. And so that's kind of, that's where I am talking about that political kind of... The political division or yeah, the political pull. That, okay. yeah, that difference there. And so, um, yeah. And I just, what I think is, um, I think that more heavily populated areas can you know they they probably should shut down or at least at least have a bunch of these measures but uh you know less populated areas where sure. it's you know very rural i don't think that the same i don't think the same actions should be taken yeah. right you know if somebody lives in monument oregon with you know a population of 250 fucking people mm-hmm. and they you know you see maybe 10 people a day and you know you can drive 40 miles and not run into another fucking city you shouldn't have to also shut your business down just because the rest of the state. I hear you. Yeah, I can down. understand that. So, I, I just think that. But I then think they that bank on people that whose cities are shut down, then they go flood those little towns, and now all of a sudden. I mean, where, where was that? That that one? Where was that? Umatilla County, where they had that one church that was that one day that had like a hundred and something, which was the highest number of uh, COVID outbreak at that particular time, and it was all traced back to that one church. Everybody no, went to church that, that day. Mm-hmm. Um, huh? They all went to like service. It was like I think it was a Pentecostal church, uh, and not that that matters, but I think that there were uh, at that time. I think that there was 130 new coronavirus cases in that day, and that was one of the highest days. Gotcha. And I'm pretty sure that was Umatilla County, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't know. I I think that there's. I think that that's the one of the inefficiencies of government anyways uh-huh. and inefficiencies of bureaucracy is that is that bureaucracy has to be written black and white and life is yeah. not black and white yeah 
And so I think that, you know, reacting to things should not be black and white. I think that there should be spectrums of, of how things are handled based upon a multivariate, you know, analysis of the factors around it. And the multi, yeah. uh, you know, a, a multivariate sure. analysis. If you of, live in a socially distant county, or you know, exactly. what I mean, why do I, I, I mean, need? If there's three people in this whole county, why do I need to worry about? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If I'm if I'm going to be on a fucking tractor, twelve hours today, mm-hmm. that's my job to be out here plowing this fucking field for twelve hours. Why are you telling me I can't do that, when, you know, I'm not going to see anybody. I'm not going to interact. I'm not going to do anything. Right? You just hope those you people know. be like, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, because well, a, a lot of the people did, were like, right? but then uh, then you know you see fines handed down and you see well, if you're gonna drive out here to give me a fine, businesses you just losing did. licenses. But then well, you, yeah, but you see different like some farms lost licenses and their ability to get rid of their of their product and everything, and they had to just throw shit away and dispose. Uh, you know, a, a lot of these farms out in Idaho and stuff like that. Uh, because they had to just get rid of product because they weren't allowed to anymore. So then, you know, playing devil's advocate to that, because I agree with you on it, obviously, but playing devil's advocate to that, what do you think about the fact that you've got, take your little small town in Monument, Oregon, mm-hmm. and the seasonal change where everybody from Multnomah County, which is the epicenter in Oregon, wants to head for the hills mm-hmm. to Monument County, and now they bring all of that level of infection to your sure. little county that gray area just yeah. moved out to the fucking black and white yeah. area. so then all of a sudden we got to look at it and go okay well what the fuck's happening here yeah and then you know you so a lot you of react that. to how things are changing you don't just and I, I think that and i think that that was the big mistake in the beginning was that they that we stuck with these parameters mm-hmm. even though the danger of the virus started going down when we started understanding how the evolution of the data, up, right? Yeah. The yeah. data was not backing up the measures that were being taken at the time. And I think that, I think that that's, you know, again, getting back to the inefficiencies of government. Mm-hmm. I think that that's again, one of the issues is that, is that you have a governor setting the setting the rules for all the different cities so there's no sense of urgency in 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 the upper to there's no sense of urgency to to change a law that just i'm just going to boilerplate send this out to the the entire state right there was no sense of urgency to change that until until people started just going back to work and opening their businesses and you saw a lot of a lot of stuff like that happening and then a plan was put into place to try to get Help me, you know, help, me to re- help, help, help me in my recollection. So at the onset of the, the shutdown, I know that it was parks. I know it was a lot of national parks, campgrounds, and so on mm-hmm. and so forth that were included. But was the mandate, you know, I, don't, I know that at one point Portland had a curfew. I don't know that that was, I, I don't know that that was a statewide curfew, was it? I, I, I can't protest remember. curfew. Was that a protest curfew? Yes. Was that was a result of the curfew or was that a result of Not the, of COVID. That not was of COVID. Protest, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I don't, I don't think that there was a pro, that okay. there was a COVID curfew. Yeah. So um, then my, but, I guess, uh, you know, schools went out, school, school was in, uh, school was still, um, hadn't been let out for the summer at that particular time. Mm-hmm. When did school, so did schools get shut down across the Oregon, across the state of Oregon? Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, that was the big deal with when I was going into work and everything. That was the big deal was was that uh, people couldn't go into work anymore because their kids were home. Mm. And they had to be home and watching their kids. They did, and, and you know, daycares and shit like that, and, and childcare centers were shut down because they weren't allowed to be open. Mm-hmm. And so, 
parents had to be home, mm-hmm. you know, and so that was, uh, you know, so you think that once we part of that. So initially you, you understood, but then uh, eventually once you, the data catch caught up, you feel like there should have been some, um, nuances to the, uh, uh, to the approach. I, Absolutely. I, see, I, see I think that adjust, I, I think like anything adjustments need to be made, but mm-hmm. I think because it was an election year, it caused a lot of people to not want to, uh, admit that a mistake was made in this decision or admit that a mistake was made in this decision because mm. they didn't want to lose voters. They didn't want to lose, you know, the confidence of voters. Right. And so all of a sudden they're sticking to their guns and saying, no, we're going to be extremely tough on this, you know, in these areas where it's not necessarily even needed. And because I just have to show that, you know, that's the leader I am. I'm going to stick to my guns kind of thing. Right. Maybe. I don't and, know. and so I think that, I think that, I think that the election you know, uh, the election and media hype played into that. Yeah. Um, big time. Yeah, so. I mean, and then remember, there's the whole pushback with the salons being the. I don't understand how salons became the 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 point the point of the spear, the tip of the spear to open the, things back up. Yeah, well, to open things back up. Women, and, and, it was and, because of the women went down there and was like, "We fucking can't take this anymore." The divorce rate is getting ready to skyrocket. <laughs> no, it, 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 skyrocket. It was a, it was a big thing because uh you had a lot of obviously a lot of people were affected by this who have never known isolation and seclusion you know where you, sure. you you're going to be secluded away from some things for a while there's some people that like being alone and there are some people who are forced to be alone so you had a lot of people the spas the country clubs the the salons you know barbershops this is what they do and they don't have anything else they looking forward to this and so it's like now all of a sudden we two or three months in we want this shit back open so we can go get our hair done mm-hmm. and that was that was the point the the women pissed the men off to go down with guns and open this shit back up <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe uh, i don't know i i didn't i mean i am exposed more to the um you know to the whole salon movement just because Amber owns a salon, so um, you know. Well, I mean, so I saw mom, that a lot more. But. but my mom is a hairstylist, and she was like, "Hell no, I'm cool." She was like, "And I loved my job." She, you know, what I mean, she loves her job. Yeah. I think she initially she was like, "I'm, I'm good. I don't yeah. really need to be in a situation where I need to be sitting up in people's faces." But then when the opportunity came, I know she was ready to go back to work too. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know if it was just based on finances. Does she or own more. a salon? Yes. She does. It yeah. wasn't just, I don't know if it was solely on the basis of finances. I think it was just more about her passion and that's how she, her interaction and you mm-hmm. know, that's her identity. And my yeah. mom is also considerably older than your wife. Yeah. But Yeah. I mean, you know, for us, we fucking opened it three weeks before they shut everything down. So that, you know, that just sucked. Like we, we did all that, Timing. you know, work and fucking put all that money into building out everything. And then, yeah. you know, opened up and, and excited grand opening kind of thing. And then all of a sudden grand opening, grand closing yep, right off the bat. So, um, yeah, but I mean, like anything, I just think, I don't know. I think that government has, has to operate on black and white and life is gray. So yeah. I think that that's why there's always going to be political differences in everything because, because you have so many variables that factor into decisions that have to be made and, and people have different opinions on how, on, on how to get from point A to point B, yeah. you know, different routes to take. So I think that that's always going to be the case, but, uh, yeah. 
I mean, we're we're up over an hour on uh, on let's this. Do a little break, uh, or, or, yeah. or let's do I a little break and let's hit some. Let's fires. take a little break and then let's do some internet questions. I got yeah, some for you right here. I've been lying. I gotta wait. They oh hot. Lord, they Lord, Lord! Ain't that crazy though? Better you than Mr. Hall. I like Mr. Hall's <laughs> question. Would you would you rather lay down with your grandmother at no oh, man? Leave my grandmother out of this. <laughs> wait, would you rather lay down with her at eleven fifty two? What my granny got to do with this? I guess I'll stop asking questions. Golly. It wasn't 21 Savage, was it? I don't know who it was. It was uh, Panda. 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 All right, we got some some rapid rapid fire questions here. I'm going to start off with... uh, Let's go with Ryan. Like the way your face is looking, you look up a lot. These a ain't some bad questions. These are really good. These are these are really good. I just wanted to figure out which one I want to uh, ask you, because I feel like I know the answer to these, but I don't want to be biased. Um, would you rather lose all of the money you earned this year, or lose all of the memories you gained this year? Oh, money! Get out of here! I'm never gonna give my life away for right. money. I like that answer. I like that. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, Agreed. Trevor. Uh, Would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? Ooh. Ooh. Man, I think uh I think the date of my death. I think I'd rather know the date of my death so I know what what I need to fit in to the rest of my life and also I will just stop worrying about what the fuck I eat or drink or anything like that if I know the date of my death. Because I know it won't have, it doesn't have anything to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If it's far out. If it's not far out, then I gotta go, fuck. All right. Well, let's get something figured out. Okay. But but I might still. The cause, man. Good Lord, man. That would be. That's a tough one, huh? Man. How how would, how would, if you knew that you were going to die in a, a car crash, how would your travel plans be affected for the rest of your life? But no date. I just know I'm getting hey, man, ready to die bikes. in a car. Everywhere he goes, he bikes. He walks. He walks. He waits, and he walks. Man, oh, man that's rough. That would be rough. Oh, Are you going to choke? You choke to death, so you're never going to eat it. What you going to yeah. do? You only drinking your, your meals from now on? You were mauled by a bear. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, no uh, zoos. Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. No hiking. <laughs> Trevor, back to you. All right. Um, All right. Would you always hit a red light for the rest of your life, or always get slow internet after the sun goes down? Oh, motherfucker! I hit red lights everywhere I drive. <laughs> that is my life. I'll just take that. I'll take that. I'll keep the. I'll keep the fast speed, because I already suffer that now. I don't know how my luck is so bad, but I hit mm. every red light that I ever drive past. Ryan, same. Yeah. All right. You uh, just slow your life down, right? You, yeah, just, you same, just start to chill. Same, same. Yeah. Um, just throw some Jack Johnson on the same, radio. Same. One day I might be out on an island somewhere, and there might not be any red lights to even yeah, consider. Put Bob so. Marley, put Bob yeah. Marley and Jack Johnson on the radio, and right. just chill, right? Right. Right. Uh, okay. I got another one for you. Let's go with. Um, I got one for you, Junior. Okay. Go How ahead. About this. All right. All right. A roulette wheel, right? Uh-huh. Red and black tiles on a roulette wheel. All right. If you hit a black tile, you go to jail for 10 years. Mm. You hit a red tile, you get $20 million. Are you rolling the dice on that? No. Nah. No? Nah? No. Nah. Yeah, I agree. 
No need. You already know the answer to me. Yeah. I just told you I wouldn't give yeah. away. I would give away my money for no my need. memory. So yeah. you know, I'm no never need. gonna. Yeah. No, I'm um, never gonna gamble with my life and my, my, my. Would you be able to read someone's mind or control their mind? If it could read it, I can control it. So I'm gonna go read it. I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right, Trevor. Uh, always feel the urge to pee, or never know when you have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Always wear diapers. Isn't that the same though, right? Because if you don't have to pee, but you feel like you got to piss, that's the same thing as not knowing you got to pee and you just piss. I mean, shit. It's it's the same problem. It's the same problem. That's a UTI. Oh, man. This was very nice. (laughs) Man, I think I'd just say. Fuck it, just never know when I gotta piss. Man. And just, wow, P boy. Just embrace it. I'll just be the piss boy walking around. Mm. Yeah, you just put a bag on there. That's a good. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. That's rough. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. We gotta ask Ryan his answer to last week's uh, Ask the Internet question that we asked Nick's. Remember? Which one? All right, Ryan. He knows what I'm going to ask him. We've talked about this before. Uh, Would you rather have 10 dicks for fingers or have one giant dick as a as a I'm going to go with the 10. Go with the 10? I'm going to go with the 10. I'm going to go with the 10, man. Little tickle dicks over there? I'm going with 10, man. I'm going to go with 10. Sitting at your car. Here's your food. That's... Did you put your foot in it? No, I put my foot in this is fresh hand mash. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> hand mashed. Yeah. So you want fresh wine? Was good. I wonder if you could bust individually. <laughs> you get rich. You? you get rich doing that shit. Oh, you go to a so would those go be to a considered bit? drive-bys? <laughs> a man with ten, ten spirit fingers oh, shot man. into a crowd of women. All right. Would you rather have all pinky fingers for toes or all big toes for fingers? Ooh. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, big toes for fingers. Me too, man. Yeah, because I'll still have my balance. Yeah. With with regular sounds painful. Feet, pinky right? fingers, man. That yeah, sounds right. Like, you man. break your fucking Hitting pinky fingers the- all the time. Stub your fucking foot on the on the bedpost. Oh man, that would be the worst. Aesthetically, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, yeah, that'd be wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Just have some normal hands, just tripping all over the fucking. Place. All right. What about? Like a mouthful of molars or taste buds on your elbows. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you keep hitting it. What the fuck's that all about? <laughs> that don't taste good. That don't feel good either. Oh, man. I don't know if I can answer that one. Let's see. See, uh, they got some of these. Would you drown to death or be burned to death? I mean, those are basic. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather know the Would you rather know the secrets of outer of outer space or the secrets of the ocean? Ooh, Ooh, 
outer space. Ocean. No, outer space. Outer space. Yeah. Ocean's contained. I'm not fucking with that. Eventually, those will be figured out over time. Hmm. But uh, I don't think so, bro. Outer space. I don't know. I don't think so, bro. There's some shit down there that ain't meant to be seen. Hey, maybe. Maybe. Jeffrey Epstein's sub submarine. Um, let's see. What's the weirdest thing you've ever had to, you've ever said to a person in the middle of sex? Jesus loves you. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, not, no. Not what's the weirdest thing you can think of. What's the weirdest thing you've had to say? I've said that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you can't think of it. No. Uh, oh, I, I got one right I, here. I, I got a sex story. I got no officer. I do not have any weapons. I've had to say that. I've been. Oh, you role playing? <laughs> nope, nope. I was not role playing. I had to then get out of the car and go to the front of the car, butt ass naked, put my shorts on, and wait for the cop to sit and talk to the girl I was with. Hmm. Oh. Make sure she was doing okay. Oh. Yeah. That was one of those. Yeah. That was that was an interesting uh, That's rough. incident. Yeah, it kind of killed the mood. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, let me. Nothing. Nothing weird. No. No weird phrases. Yeah. I mean, maybe them, but not me. Really. <laughs> that, was, that was awkward. For him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's old school. I forgot about that. Dude, I, man, there's, there's too many. That whole, not a, uh, but I got another one. Did you see the one of the dudes running through the store with the milk and he fell? Uh-uh. And then the second oh, dude came man. through and was like, that's okay, I got another one. And he fell. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will think, I, uh, the, the, uh, I think, I thought about the uh, one one actor's movies that we would have to watch for the rest of our life. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm still committed Update. to my answer. I'm still Update. committed to Denzel, Denzel, but then I had to go back and contemplate who else would I have contemplated? Who else would be in the running? And I would have to say De Niro, just because Goodfellas. And then one thing that Denzel really hasn't done is a comedy, and Meet the Fockers at least is a good comedy, mm. you know? Yep, yep. Okay, but okay. here's the thing. Taxi, Heat. I mean, those are classics. Those are those are on my top. Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale. Those are on my top favorite movies list. So, who do you get to compliment Denzel in a comedy movie? In a comedy, I mean, I think Denzel has a sense of humor. Yeah, but he's not. He can't be your lead guy. He got to be the guy that his rhetoric is. It's Will Smith. Hmm. Okay. Nah, give me give me somebody that's different. I want I want to see his range. We know Denzel's range. Look, okay, so right. Would Seth you have Rogen. been able Would you have been able to say Adam Sandler and a and uh, a um would have been a compliment the one two punch to a De Niro? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's why I guess I'm trying to look for that abstract actor that's just gonna be. It's it, it it's almost a reach for Denzel or f- for them per se to work with Denzel. But I think I got one. Ra- I got one. I got one. Ramon Tigerest. Who's Ramon Tigerest? Man, have you not seen that kid? That's the kid who's like, 
you could tell he's a church kid. And I think he's on some, I think he's acting on some TV series or whatever, but he's the one that I always, I don't know if I sent you the video of him talking about the mask breath. Uh-huh. And somebody needs a spiritual mint. <laughs> God, that kid is hilarious. Tigress. Uh, I'll type in something. Man, that kid is different. funny. I don't know who Ramon Tigress is. He's a... Uh, Man. He like does a little. He does his little sermons, hmm. comedic sermons. Man, I don't know who that is. Um, I was gonna say Seth Rogen to compliment to, to as a counterpart in a com- comedy film with Denzel, huh. Seth Rogen, because I think that would be a, a reach, right? Because because. Yeah, Denzel doesn't strike me as somebody that would, uh, you that know, work it well. would, would be in a comedy with, or somebody that would be in a movie with, uh, with somebody that's, you know, generally just known as a stoner. Yeah, uh, I like that answer. I would say, uh, see, I, I, I don't want to say Shia LaBeouf, but I want to say some, somebody you around. Just going way out the box. <laughs> Adam so DeMamp. not a comedian. Adam DeMamp. You, that one guy from uh, from uh, Workaholics, Adam. Um, <clears throat> Jimmy Fallon. Mm. There you go. I, I just don't want it to be somebody who's just, okay, we know this dude to be funny. Like, I want these motherfuckers to like. Their chemistry to be funny. Hey, mm. Like, oh, this surprised me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like. Would Jack I watch Black? a whole movie of The yeah, Rock yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> you know, aiming for gotcha, the bush? Gotcha. Probably oh, not. Man. You know, I probably that wouldn't watch it. That scene was so funny. Yeah. Gosh damn. But for this, the, that movie. the chemistry they had, those were two big powerhouses that yeah. could hold their own in any movie. But when you put them together, it's kind of like um, Las Vegas with uh, Morgan Freeman. I, I've been thinking about that. The whole, that that's really what my reference point since you Las asked that question Vegas. was. Las Vegas, What's yes, Las with Morgan Vegas? Freeman. Uh, who else is in that? De Niro? De Niro. Um, uh, Romany Malco is, I think he helps drive that movie because he's the young dude. If you get somebody like that, Romany Malco, maybe to be your funny guy with Denzel, where Denzel might be the guy, but he's carrying it. Yeah. Who the fuck is Romany Malco? Remember 40-Year-Old Virgins? And oh, Kevin Hart is arguing yes. with the oh, black dude. Goodness. Gets That's your one of my favorite. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes. That Both of y'all is, get clapped. Yeah. <laughs> he said, well, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I can man. see if, if, that if was you one put, of my because favorites. he's a known character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even uh, what's, what's the dude, the, um, the real funny dude that he plays uh, in Ant-Man where he tells the stories and they just go on forever. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. I, I don't know what his name is. Hispanic but I know dude. Who you're talking about. Yeah, that dude is he, hilarious. He's pretty too. funny. He was he was funny in a movie that wasn't even supposed to be funny. Now I got to. Yeah, because he like at the end of that movie where <laughs> they have him actually explain what happened. He Michael just, Pena. Yeah. Michael he, Pena. Yeah. He would be funny. Michael Pena. He, yeah, he would be pretty good. He's, he's a Matter of fact, give me a movie with him and Romany Malco. That might be comedy. Yep. Yep. Man, I wish I could yep. find. Uh... No, never mind. Man, Michael Pena's been in a lot of good shit. Jeez, he's been in a lot of movies. He was in. Uh... Paul Rudd. 
Ooh, Paul Rudd would be good. He's funny. He's funny. Or uh, James Franco. Mm-hmm. James Franco's funny. Um, oh, yeah, Michael Pena was in Gangster Squad. I liked that movie. That was a good one. Yeah, he's been a lot What's of the last movies? movie you guys saw in the theater? Shit. Mm. Man, I think uh, I think Hateful Eight. My Golly. Dad, my dad wanted to see it, and so I went and saw it with my dad and my brothers. Um, it was when both of my brothers were back on leave while they were in the Marine Corps. I don't even know. <clears throat> Me neither, man. Golly. That's the Things we though. take for granted, huh? Yeah, that was the last one I saw. Um, yeah, and I don't even remember the movie I saw before that. <laughs> Probably some chick flick with Amber, I'd, I'd imagine. Right. Um, and I definitely, I mean, that's just not, uh, that's not something that we had a great time doing anyways. Um, movies. Going out to, going out to movies. Cause we have such, we have a very wide gap in our, uh, movie interest. Right. So, um, we have a hard time finding, finding stuff that we agree on to watch. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah me but let's wrap this up. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Let's, uh, let's close it out. Um, this was the Say That Again podcast. I don't even think we said that in the beginning, but uh, we'll say it again now. Uh, That's funny. I said it in the beginning, but we'll say it now. <laughs> say That Again podcast. Right um, on, fellas. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we got together. I know there was a little hiatus there, so we. Uh, we'll, I'm, I'm glad we're back together. Yeah, right on.